Welcome to Awakening, the podcast. A podcast hosted by a group of friends who interview various people about their faith, theology, and many other things. Buckle up for today's adventure in Awakening, the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awakening, the podcast. I'm here with our good old host, Paul, and our good friend, Benny Lopez, right? Lopez. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, 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 say Lopez. Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyways, um, we're sitting here with Benny, and we're going to be talking about his testimony. He has a powerful, amazing testimony of how God brought him out of a drug addiction. Um, and he's from Mexico, which is pretty dope. And so he has an amazing journey all the way from there to here in good old Nebraska. Um, God's been doing amazing things in his life. Um, and also, he works at the state prison. And so we're going to talk a little bit about him doing like ministering the prison and being inside the prison walls and being a light. So, Paul, I don't know if you have anything to well, say on... actually, what I was going to say... Or ask. I think the first thing, I'd like to kind of start off the first question, if that's all right. Sure. Yeah. Would you be willing to share a bit of your testimony with us? You know, how you yeah. found the Lord and how you kind of got to where you are today? Sure. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, man, you know, I mean, do we have three hours or what? Uh, we got about an hour. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, in, we're about a minute in, so... Oh, all right. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. It's kind of like Mexico. I like Mexico. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. East LA, you know. Come on. And so, um, no, I was born in the uh, 70s and then I grew up in uh, a neighborhood in Los Angeles that was really, uh, you know, gang infested and, uh, you know, a lot of drug use. And so, um, so, you know, I grew up in the church. You know, my parents were were pastors. You know, they were missionaries to Mexico. You know, to Tijuana, Mexicali, and all these other uh, you know regions around there in, in Baja. And so I grew up in you know seeing two worldviews. And so, you know, Christian worldview was, you know, went to church, uh, went to the mission field. Uh, I saw God in action. I saw God uh, saving people and healing people um, you know, as a kid, you know? And, but then around 13, well, well I would say around 12, 13 years old, it, that's when uh, there was a shift. And uh, that's when I started hanging around with, uh, you know, with guys in my, in, you know, in my neighborhood. And elementary soon became like, you know, junior high and then junior high is when uh, it got real. Mm -hmm. You know, when it got real and we, uh, you know, some guys, you know, some of my friends started to uh, get jumped into the gang uh, in our neighborhood. And, and so then at the age of 13 is when I was um, kind of like at that crossroads, you know, am I going to, you know, you know, get jumped in or am I going to stay out, you know? And so, uh, you know, I was going to get jumped in, you know, I so for about a year or so, I was getting groomed by by the older guys, and uh, you know we would do crimes for them. We would do robberies. We would do uh, you know you know different things, you know, just to prove our you know, loyalty, you know, to the to the gang, you know. Um, 
And so, uh, but I think God intervened. Um, and one of the older guys uh, that was dating my, you know, my older sister, he, he kind of saw something different in me. You know? And so he took me to the side and just told me, hey, man, you know, this is not for you. And, Kind, kind, no, kind of did it in a very, uh, uh, you know, I, know, I wouldn't say diplomatic way, man, but he took me up on the mountain over there, you know, thought I was going to get, you know, just talk to him and, and, but really, you know, he kind of just beat me up mm -hmm. and stuck a gun in my mouth and just told me, hey, man, this is not for you, man. And like, if you try to get into the gang, I'm going to kill you myself. And so uh, I peed in my pants and. Didn't, you know, didn't come out of you know, you know, I mean, didn't come out of the house for one month, you know, and so um, until that kind of like went away, then you know, one of my friends who was already involved and he was, you know, kind of up, you know, up in the, uh, uh, you know, you know, command host, you know, type of way, um, uh, you know, he said, hey, you know, like if 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 he said that, you know, don't get involved, then it's okay, you know, we'll still we'll still. You know, you can still, you know, hang around with us and just, you know, do things with us, whatever. So I was like, okay. And, but, so gang activity wasn't uh, then my destiny, but that's when the drug addiction came in, you know. So you know, around that time, I was already, uh, you know, introduced to weed. Uh, and so it became a daily habit, you know. Uh, I would go to school, like junior high, and just... You know, just be high in class, um, leave, you know, we would leave, uh, and then go to ditching parties. Um, you guys know what ditching parties No. No, no. No, well, okay, well, ditching means like you're... Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know ditching school. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so, so then people would hold, you know, ditching parties with where they would have inside their house, like a house party, mm -hmm. and they would have a DJ, and, you know, people would be yeah. getting high and just dancing or whatever, and... And, and doing other stuff, you know? And so, uh, you know, we would go to those a lot. And um, I think at the age of uh, 15 is when I, when I told my parents that I didn't want to go no more to church. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just made up my mind. Uh, I told them, you know, I'm going to go, you know, to Mexico with you or to church. And for some reason, I don't know why, you know, to this day, you know, they still... You know, they honored my <laughs> my my request. You know, yeah. you know. So 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 I was just so during the weekends I would stay home alone. You know, because they were like, I'll take off to to Mexico, and then I would you know be there by myself. And sometimes you know I would invite the guys over, guys would party, mm -hmm. or you know, or I would just go out and be out all night and just come back and you know sleep all day on Sunday. You know, um, so you know that just escalated. Uh, from from weed to and then I started taking PCP. I started smoking PCP, angel dust for about uh, I would say about two years. Once I got into high school, uh, so that was the big thing back then. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know if it is today. You, know, you guys? Oh, I have no idea. You, know, you know, like <laughs> oh, my high school. Dad, don't oh, me. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like in high school, or, angel dust you know, sounds spiritual. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, yeah. well, it did. It did. <laughs> It did give me uh, spiritual wonders. It did give me visions, man. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you that. Come on, you know, and and so uh, so for a whole year, I was I was um, you know hooked on those two drugs right there, 
Uh, and, um, you know, I'm kind of surprised that, um, you know, my mind is not really fried, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, uh, really, you know, what it is, is elephant, you know, tranquil, uh, tranquilizer. <laughs> so, 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 so I'm smoking, so, you know, I'm smoking elephant tranquilizer, yeah. you know, and so, you know, thank God that my mind is. So did you have a miracle right there? So did you yeah. like pass out after you took it every time? I mean, if it's like a tranquilizer, I mean. Uh, well, you know, they mixed it up. You know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they mixed it up with other stuff because, uh, whenever you know, I you know, you would smoke it, um, you you would have, just these you no know, no I mean kind of like taking LSD. You know, you would kind of just have these trips where, where for <clears throat> like I could remember one day that you know like you know ten of us, you know. Uh, you know, took off from school and we went to an alley and, and then uh, we met with this drug dealer. And so, you know, he had his little base of, of PCP. And then, uh, so you know, a 10 spot was 10 bucks. So, in his, so a 10 spot, he would just get a cigarette and just dip the tip of it inside the base, you know, the little bottle base. So, you know, with the guy, you know, but he was like, like high or nervous or I don't know, I don't know what happened to him. He, he dropped the cigarette oh. into the little bottle, and the and the cigarette soaked. And so then he took it out, and then he Dang. just said, like, "No, just give me the ten bucks." And and so yeah. and so we went away, like like just thinking, oh, "Okay." Well. And then you know, ten of us smoked it, and it was early in the morning. And by the time I knew it, it was already nighttime, you know. Dang. And 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 I was, I was climbing up, you know, I was climbing up a hill, mm -hmm. you know, close to my house is when I kind of came back to, you know, and so I didn't have uh, a memory of what happened yeah. from, from when I started smoking it and then it hit me till the time that I was climbing up that mountain. Dang. And I don't even know how I got home, you know, because because high school was like mm -hmm. 10 miles away yeah. or something like that, you know. Dang. So uh, by the grace of God, you know, I'm still here, you know. And, and so... Um, that 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 was my years in high school and then uh, you know 19 18 uh, you know came around uh, we started uh, uh, you know taking what like uh, cocaine um, and then uh, crack cocaine was was introduced back then that's 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 when it came inside the the cities you know mm -hmm. the crack cocaine and uh, so a lot of my friends got very addicted to that. I tried it once. I didn't like it because, um, you, know, I, you know, I became a furniture mover, you know. And, mm -hmm. and the reason why I say that is because uh, after you smoked it and there was none, no, no, no more, you know, every little white thing on the floor would, you know, you would think that it was one of them. Yeah. And so then if it was right next to, like, say, you know, you would look under the, we were looking under the stove under the refrigerator okay. and if we saw something white then we were moving yeah <laughs> we were rearranging uh, my yeah. friend's house you know and so 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 then after that and i was like i'm not you know i'm not doing this no more yeah it's like so you know i stuck with cocaine uh i stuck with um uh with liquor um at the age of 23 uh i had two overdoses uh the first one uh was not so bad you know uh, it, uh you know it didn't really you know it wasn't you know like it was going to kill me but i did have a bad episode the second one six months afterwards um 
I was doing uh, uh, what, what you guys call now meth. Uh, so I was doing meth and cocaine for seven days with my friend. Uh, we had no sleep. Um, you know, so we were just doing lines, uh, drinking, no eating, no sleeping, and just going back and forth throughout the city and just, you know, doing stuff. And so um, once I got back to my sister's house at this time, you know, where I was living in Whittier, then I I just knocked out. But I don't know for how long I was knocked out. And then all of a sudden I just came to, boom, and I just woke up. But then my chest, uh, my heart, you know, was like racing mm-hmm. crazy, you know. And I, you know, I actually saw my chest expand. Oh, you know, like you know, just, yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I looked down and I saw my chest, you know, just kind of come out. And so, you know, what the doctors had told me is, you know, I was having a cardiac arrest, you know, and and so I started getting paralyzed. You know, I, you know, I could start feeling like, you know, like mm-hmm. numbness, like numb, yeah, yeah. And so somehow I just made it to the phone. You know, back then, you know, we had the landlines, <laughs> the landlines. No, yeah, you know, it wasn't the cell phones. You know, now you, can, you gotta get up. <laughs> you know, I had to get up and walk to the you know, and, and get the you know landline phone and uh, and call nine one one. And all I could say at that time was help me. Mm-hmm. That was it. I just said help me. And I guess you know they were able to you know, locate me through. You know, yeah, whatever, you know, and and they knocked down the door. I know that they knocked down the door. You know, they, you know the fire department, <clears throat> and so they took me to the hospital, and I was there for eighteen hours. I was there for eighteen hours. Uh, so uh, my heartbeat was going over two hundred beats per minute. Um, so just imagine, you know, I mean, the doctor told me it was like I was run, like I had ran a hundred a uh, hundred mile marathon. You know, so so my so my heartbeat was over 200, 200 beats per minute. I was I was breathing. Uh, you know, they put tubes mm-hmm. because I couldn't breathe on my own. So you know, they were, you know, the machines were breathing for me. Um, I was shaking like a leaf for all those hours. Uh, I was just having like these visions, and uh, my whole life was just going, um, you know, like a like a movie. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, just going you know, back and forth. You know, and. Uh, you know, at that time is when, uh, uh, you know, you know, at one moment my mind cleared up, you know, and just my body was just going through the through the through the trauma, and uh, but then my mind cleared up, and I could hear the doctors talking among themselves and you know telling each other that, well, you know, you know, we already tried everything that we can, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, it's going to be his will or or if somebody up there likes him. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna live, you know. He's gonna have to, you know, you know, roll this out. And so then, we, you know, when I heard that, then that's when I started to have this conversation with God, you know, because I already knew God. Yeah. Well, you know, by, you know, as as a kid, I knew him. You know, the message of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing about you know being a PK, you know, a preacher's, you know, pastor's kid was, you know, I would be high with my friends, and 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 one of them would like would uh, you know like they were catholic you know and so you know, mm-hmm. they would, no like they would do the little yeah you know? yeah and and then you know i would just like automatically just start telling them uh you know, about who god was you know yeah like, you know i'm high and, he, and here i am preaching the gospel mm-hmm. to them, you know and then you know, right. some of them were crying and so they were, <laughs> you know i was i was i was uh, you know i just didn't know that yeah you know that i had a gift and yeah. and, and even in my misery in my sin 
uh, God was using me mm-hmm. uh, for for times when my friends were going through hard times, you know. And, yeah. I, would, and I would just give them a word of encouragement. Hey, cool. Hey, like the Bible says this, or you know, he's like, you know. And then they would be like, you know, why, dude? You know, like you know the Bible so much, man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like what's wrong with you yeah what's wrong with you man like you know well, on top of that you know my dad's a pastor they're, yeah. like, dad's a pastor, yeah, <laughs> they're like what <laughs> like, you shouldn't even be here man you know but uh uh so so after the overdose um you know god god did a miracle that day you know in that hospital because uh i, I was supposed to die because you know my heart was about to pop mm-hmm. that, that's all that you know all those days of taking all that that stuff and and so um but when i had that conversation with god you know i told him uh god you know i'm not going to promise you anything because in the past i had been um you know in handcuffs in the back of a you know lapd car and and ready to go to jail and most of the time you know you know i would, I would be in the back and, you know, and just pray god if you get me out of this i promise I prom- you, yeah i promise you that i will start going to church I will start serving and stuff like that. And I don't know, I don't know guys, by God's grace, he, you know, you know, my my prayers were answered. You know, mm-hmm. they would like take me out and, you know, come on, Mr. Lopez. And I'll be like, okay, and then, you know, uncuff me and be like, okay, you know, you better go home. He goes, because uh, you know, we just heard that there's a murder over here on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, so you go home, but if we see you out here, you know, tonight we're Gonna rearrest you, yeah. yes, sir. Just, <laughs> run, just run home, you know. Just run home and wait for the other night to go out, you know. And and so uh, and so that was kind of like my 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 uh, you know how I kind of went throughout the years, you know. Yeah. How, I would get in trouble and then I would pray, mm-hmm. you know. You know, God, you know, you know prayer is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real, yeah. you know. And, oh yeah. And so. Um, and, uh, and so then after that, I told him, God, I'm not going to make you any promises. Um, all I want to do, uh, you know, tell you is I don't, I don't want to die. I want to live. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I don't want to die. You know, I want to live. And uh, after so many hours of, you know, trying to keep up with my heart and everything, and trying to stay awake and will, you know, will myself to you know, get back to better, uh, uh, you know, to that place of you know, being better. Uh, I finally came to a place where I just came to peace, you know, and I said, God, uh, you know, if I die right now, then, um, you know, I know that I'll be with you. But if you have a plan for me, I go, please let me live, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just remember just knocking out, you know, going, you know, just, and they told me, like, I was out for like 40, 30 minutes. And then when I came back to, you know, I was just like I am right now. You know, like I was like, okay, you know, am I in heaven? Yeah. You know, am I about to see demons or something like that? You know, I don't. You know, I, mean, I didn't know. You know, like if I was, you know, but but then but then all of a sudden, you know, I, you know, I'm still in the hospital. You know, it's still the ER. I'm still on the bed. You know, on the gurney. All these IVs are on mm-hmm. me, and then I start taking them off, and that alerts the nurses. You know, and they come in, you know, running and. They're like, what's wrong with you? And then they push me back on the gurney and they start putting everything back on me. And then they call the doctor and then the doctor's like, you know, take another x-ray of his chest and uh, take some more blood work. And and so they did that and uh, you know, heart came back normal. It was back mm-hmm. to normal, you know, to, to its normal size, beating normally. Yeah. You know, and, and on, on my blood test, you know, everything came back normal. You know, like if nothing had happened. 
and so and so and so that night, you know, I went back home. Uh, I wish I could tell you guys that you know that was it right there. Mm-hmm. Whoa, man! I just seen the glory of God. Like, Come on, you know, I, hey man, I just saw God. You know, I work and I'm gonna start you know serving Him. And but instead of doing that, I I ended up trying to go back to uh, drugs. You know, mm-hmm. but this is the road you know, to where I got saved because every time I would get high, I would end up in the ER again. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't the same high no more. It was that, it was that, mm-hmm. it was like that dreadful day. Yeah. You know, it was just like a reoccurrence of that dreadful day, but nothing was happening with me. But I thought, but it was all mm-hmm. in my mind. You know? mm-hmm. And so then um, I kept going back to the ER and, but, you know, by some time, you know, all the staff knew me by name, you know. <laughs> they're like, hey, Mr. Lopez, like, man, you know, we got your bed over here. He's man. a regular. <laughs> yeah, he's a regular over here, man, you know. And so, um, so so after that, uh, I would say, you know, I was 25. Uh, so just think about it, you know, 25 years old, I was going uh, through deep depression um, because I had such a trauma, mm-hmm. a trauma, you know, through that second overdose. Uh, deep depression and, and anxiety, uh, panic attacks all the time. Um, I became agoraphobic. Uh, you know, didn't want to leave the house. Um, and so I started like talking, you know, thinking in my head, you know, and I know that it was the enemy yeah. that was talking about suicide. You know, you know, you know. I mean, just you know, that's it for you, man. You know, you're 25 years old and you're 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 all jacked up. You know, you know who's gonna want you. Mm-hmm. You know, who's, you know, you know, you can't even keep a job right now, man. You know, like you can't do this, you can't do that. And so, uh, and, uh, and so inside my mind, I started like, you know, the only solution is, is to kill myself. Mm-hmm. You know? And so once I started thinking that, then that Sunday, my sister, you know, my older sister, you know, she came and she knocked on the door uh, early, you know, Sunday morning. And she was like, I was like, who is it? And she was like, it's me, Martha. And I was like, so what do you want, man? I told her, and she was like, "Get ready, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take you to church." You know, I, I was like, "Nah, I ain't like really? Church, man. <laughs> I know, I ain't gonna go to church. I mean, I can't even go outside, man." But, you know, and so she was like, "You know what?" She's like, "I'm gonna wait here until you get ready, man." And so you know, I knew my big sister. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Okay, you know, well, let me go take a shower." So you know, I go take a shower, and then while taking a shower, I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, "Okay, she's a leader in the church." So she has to be there early, you know. So I'm so I'm gonna take like a two hour shower. Take a long shower. You know, two hour shower, you know. And I I mean I came out like pruned out, man. I was, yeah. you know, I was yeah. I was all wrinkly, you know. It's like, you know, and then I opened up the door and then she's like, ready? And I was like, Oh, oh dang it. It didn't work, you know. And so then uh we drove all you know all the way to church and, and I was having like, you know, you know, my attacks. I was I was going through it. And in that church, you know, you know, it was called Victory Outreach. It's called Victory Outreach. It's a it's it's a powerful ministry that God uses to reach out to drug addicts and gang, you know, and gang members, you know, throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, at that time, you know, you know, they were having church inside of a three thousand member tent, you know, that big of a size of a tent, you know, because they were working on their building. And so, once I pulled up. You know, I mean, we pulled up into the parking lot, and then you know they opened up the doors, and you can hear like three thousand voices just worshiping. Yeah, 
you know, people just, you know, it was like open air. And, and when I felt that, you know, when I heard that, it just went right through me. And I just started crying and I was just like bawling, you know. And that's when I knew that the Holy Spirit was doing something. And still I was resisting because I was like, we're late. They're, they're going to sit us in the back. <laughs> and by the time, you know, when we go in the back, I'm going to excuse myself to the bathroom and then I'm just going to walk around. Yeah. You know, get my head together. You know, and that didn't happen, man. You know, the usher was like, you know, how many? And then my brother-in-law was like, three. He goes, I got three in the front, man. <laughs> and, and so I was like, I was like, oh, man, God, God, you, you know, you got me, man, you know? And and so, you know, we sat in the, in the, in the front and that day, uh, uh, his name is Pastor Sonny Argonzoni. And uh, that day he, he gave his testimony and you know, he, he just told everybody in the, in the congregation, he goes, hey, you know what? He goes, I, I haven't given my testimony in 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. because he was a heroin addict from New York, you know. And, and so then he gave his testimony for a whole hour. And it was like everybody just say, like, you know, right now, you know, like Sella's right here. And, you know, you guys, uh, everybody just disappeared. Yeah. You know, they just disappeared. And it was just me and him. And like, if he was just talking to me, you know, and his testimony, and I was just like at the edge of my seat, you know, just listening to every word. And, and he was just saying how God delivered him from, from heroin and how God delivered him, you know, from, uh, you know, just from perversion and from, from all these, you know, you know, from sin, you know? And so, and then at the time that he said, you know what? You know, if if you want to be delivered and you want to be saved, you know, run up here right now. I ran up there, man. You know, it's like I ran up there and uh, I just remember being there for two hours at the altar. You know, you know, two hours and and you know the pastors, you know, they had a you know tap me on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, I was over here all bothered. Like, Come on, we gotta get to the yeah. Yeah, they were like, they were, hey son. I was like, Yeah. I was like, Hey, you know, like you know, everybody's gone. I, he says, But uh, we want to take you to, you know, into that other room. Mm -hmm. and just, and just pray for you. I was like, okay. And so uh, that's when they, you know, you know, like prayed for me. And uh, that day I received the Holy Spirit. And um, I went home, and and I was just like telling my family, I'm, I'm, I'm a new man. Yeah. I'm a new man. You know, I ran to my friend's house. You know, and and you know, knocked on the door, and then they opened. And guess what? You know, they're all you know, doing lines, mm -hmm. the, you know, and then I walk in and then one of them hands me, a, you know, a dollar bill or $20 bill rolled up. It's like, hey, man, it's your, it's your turn. And, and then I just gave it back to him and I said, hey, man, I just want to tell you guys that uh, you know, Jesus has, you know, changed my life. man. Mm -hmm. you, know, I, you know, I committed my life to the Lord. And so I was expecting for you know everybody to like, be like, oh, awesome, dude, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, you know, instead, you know, like they were like, oh man, not another one. Not man. another one. Yeah, not another one, man. Not Casey, you know, like you, you know, you took too much coke, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to you, man. It's like, you know, get out of here. So you know, they threw me out. You know, you know, they threw me out, and and that was the first uh, time that I experienced uh, in the rejection. Mm -hmm. You know, like trying to tell people about yeah. Jesus. Now. Uh, do you want me to go into the into the jail ministry or that is at this point we're so far in the episode is whatever you want to share so mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay 
Okay, so keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I got saved, and then um, just radically, uh, uh, just started to, uh, uh, you know, get involved in street evangelism. That's where I first started. You know, mm -hmm. and you know this this was a crazy bunch of guys that were once, uh, you know, gang members, drug addicts. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, one guy that I knew, uh, he was, uh, you know, he was an assassin for the Mexican mafia, you know, inside the prison system, and he got saved. And uh, he was the most loving guy that I ever have met. Uh, you know, he died uh, uh, like a year after I got saved. But uh, before his death, you know, he calls me from from the hospital, from the hospital, and he's like. He's like, come quickly, you know, and it's and it was like a two-hour drive, you know, from my place to, yeah. to the hospital. I was like, I was thinking, like, it ain't gonna be quick. No, yeah, well, no, I mean, I was trying to think of a, you know, you know, like an excuse, you, yeah. know, you know, not to go, but but then I felt prompted, you know, go, mm -hmm. you know. So then I was like, okay, uh, he goes quick. He goes, he goes, you know, the guy right next to me, he's gonna die tonight. He told me like that, and he only speaks Spanish. He goes, can you translate for me? I was like, all right, man. So, you know, I got in my car, mm -hmm. two-hour drive, went. And by, by the time I got there, that, you know, that guy's whole family was there, like probably like 15 of them, 20 yeah. of them. And they were around him. And so then he started preaching to the whole family. So, you know, my friend's all yellow mm -hmm. because, you know, he had cirrhosis of the liver. So he was like yellow and weak, hurting. But he was still holding the Bible, mm -hmm. a little Bible that he always carried with him. And he was preaching the gospel to, to the family, and I was interpreting. And then that night, the whole family got saved. That, that guy got saved, and then afterwards he died. And then the next day, uh, my friend's, uh, Thomas is his name, uh, his sister calls me and says, Hey, hey, Thomas just died this morning you know, at 5 a.m. And so I was like, Man, you know, he went out with a bang, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he went out, you know, just taking souls with him, you know? Yes. And so, you know, he had a great impact in my life, you know? And um, and so, you know, as time went on, uh, I, I I think for me, you know, um, uh, I was living in Texas uh, 2007 to 2009. Uh, and then... Uh, the church where I was attending, you know, there was a, there, you know, there was an elderly gentleman, and he was a ex drug dealer of that city there, and he got saved, you know, so he had a lot of, uh, uh, what's it called, clout, you know, mm -hmm. and so then uh, he would go to prison like once a month and preach to the guys over there in that region over there in Texas, and so then you know, he invited me one day. He was like, hey, man, you know, do you want to go? I was like, that's the last place I want to go. Yeah. I told him, you know, I don't want to have to do anything with prison, man. You know, it's like, yes. I said, man. Um, no, he goes, come on, just go. You know, and so, you know, he, so he convinced me, and I went. And it was, it was a, a building right next to the big prison, but it was a program that had 300 men from the prison. And so this program, uh, it was a state state program and uh it was for those who were just uh you know, you know for drug addicts and so if they went through the program for a whole year then they were let go you know instead of doing their whole sentence and so 
you know, we went in there and he did his his message and everything. And then after that, I started talking to one of the guys and, you know, I was like, hey, uh, who's coming here every week to teach you guys, you know? He goes, uh, nobody. And so I was like, well, you know, Chubb's right here, you know, the guy that I you know, came with. He goes, oh, well, he just comes once a month, man, you know? Mm-hmm. I said, but there's nobody that comes here, like, during the week and teaches you guys the Bible. He was like, no. And so, uh, and so I left, you know, and and I and all night I had that in my heart, you know, like I was just talking to me, you know, about that. And so then, um, that that Tuesday, you know, right after work, uh, you know, I went to the prison, and without like you know, this is this is all this is only God because you know, of course, just like in any institution or you know. You know, you have to apply. Yeah. You know, to become a volunteer or yeah. get a badge. You know, uh, I didn't have anything of that. You know, and so I went after work with my guitar and with my Bible, and uh, you know, I just remembered what what my friend did. You know, which mm-hmm. door he went to, yeah. and what button he pushed, and I pushed mm-hmm. it, and and then the guy came out on the speaker and was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, you know, can I help you?" I said, "Yeah, you know, I'm here to do a Bible study," and so he was like. He was like, hey, you know, ain't you that guy that came with Chuck? I go, yeah. And then he says, um, okay, hold on. Man. So so then, you know, I mean, the guard comes, and then he opens the door. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at me, and then I have my guitar and what's, you know, with my Bible. And he's like, you know, kind of like thinking. Yeah. You know, you know, you can see his eyes just like, you know, and then he's like, come on in, come on in. <laughs> and so, you know, he brings me in and he, you know, gives me a tour of the place and stuff like that. And and then he shows me two rooms, you know, a small room and a big room. Mm-hmm. He, goes, he goes, which one do you want? He goes, for the Bible study. I said, no, give me the big room. Like, yeah. And then he told me, uh, do you want me to announce it? And I was like, like well, you know, over the speaker system? But yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. And so he starts to announce it. So I'm so I'm over here, you know, writing on the whiteboard, you mm-hmm. know, in that room, you know, all the lyrics to, you know, we bow down. We you know, Come on. you know, we fall down, you know, we all. So, you know, I'm like, you know, writing the lyrics and then I hear guys just like motioning, you know, and I'm just there, you know, just writing their lyrics. And then once I turn around, there's, there's like 60, 70, 70 guys, Holy cow. you know, and then all of a sudden I just kind of freeze, you know, and then, and then one guy's like, uh, you know, I mean, who are you, man? Tell us about yourself. So then, you know, we didn't even worship, man. I just, mm-hmm. I just put the guitar on the side and I just started talking about you know my life and who I was and where I came from, and and then they were like, oh, from LA, hey, you know, we got three guys here from LA, man. And so and so you know they you know they went to go get them, yeah, you know, and they you know I mean they came and they sat down and you know I just gave my testimony, and after that for four years I kept going every week, for, and I became their chaplain in there for 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 those years, you know, and uh, you know I saw many guys leave and now you know they're serving christ um 2009 i went back to la because my dad was was sick and so i went to go uh you know take care of him you know be you know be his provider so i left everything in texas had a great you know i mean great job uh, a good position in the church uh you know the you know the prison mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know ministry but you know god called me back to you know uh you know, kind of like serve my dad you know yeah and uh and so when i did that uh i got an opportunity to uh start attending the uh, dream center there in la and uh, with with uh, pastor matthew barnett and 
and then I became uh, within two years I became the men's uh, uh, men's uh, you know program you know like uh, uh, you know like manager or manager. oh yeah yeah and so and so then out of that one one of the guys that was in our group he was going to the LA County Jail System and doing services so then I asked him I said hey you know can I get involved in that and so then he was like sure and we we uh, you know I went to the process and but this time, you know I had to meet with the chaplain, and and this chaplain man you know he 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 got me mad because okay so you know you know I got his number and then I call him up and I say hey you know you know I want to uh, uh, you know get involved you know mm-hmm. and so he's like okay man you know meet me here you know uh, at this time so I show up and he and he never shows up. Yeah, and so I was like, and then I, you know, I call him up, you know, right there, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here. He's like, oh, you know, I forgot, I forgot about it. I'm sorry, man. He goes, well, let's do it tomorrow again, you know, same time. I show up, and he doesn't show up, you know. And so I'm like, and I call him up, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, are you playing the game with me, man? You know, like, are you messing with me? And then he was like, no. He goes, I'm sorry. He goes, man. He goes, I. He goes, you know, uh, tomorrow. He goes for sure. He goes, you know, just show up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I show up again tomorrow, you know, you know the, the next day, and and he shows up, you know, and so then and so then he's like, he's like, you're serious, huh? I was like, yeah. He goes, okay, I, you know, he goes, I can tell. He goes because because you know I shunned you those those mm-hmm. those two times I shunned you was by purpose. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so so I was so I was like, okay, well, you know, uh-huh. is that the way you vet guys or what? Right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, well, he goes, no, a lot of guys just say that they, you know, they, I want to do this, I want to do that, and then a couple of months in, they they just mm-hmm. leave, you know, and never come back. And so I just wanted to see your heart. You know? Yeah. So I was like. I was like, man, you know, you got me mad. <laughs> I was about to jump you. Yeah. <laughs> I go, but uh, so 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 then uh, we started there at the uh, at the Dream Center. We started the jail ministry, and uh, within about a year, we we built it up. You know, to about uh, I would say fifteen twenty people going in with us every single day, you know, of the week, and and the great thing about the about the Dream Center was because um, it used to be a hospital, and then they bought it and they converted it into a into a place where you know they have uh, men's rehab, mm-hmm. women's rehab, teenage rehab, uh, biggest food bank in LA, and so they serve twenty thousand meals a day, I think, mm-hmm. to people in LA, you know, the homeless and everybody else, you know, and so and then uh, they hold it for short short term missions. For other churches, you know, from around the world to come in and serve uh, throughout the week and serve in Skid Row, uh, serve in you know different areas in LA, you know, uh, and so uh, and so then you know we just started growing this ministry, and the jail in you know like in LA uh, is the biggest jail in all the uh, world. They say mm-hmm. uh, you know you got eight thousand guys in there. You know, versus when you go to a prison like yeah. here, it's uh, fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 you know, you got eight thousand uh, men in there, and constantly every single day, you know, they're in and out, in and out, and and it's different floors. And so then we just started that, and it blew up, and 
uh, once I once I took off, you know, you know, I got married in 2015. Met met my wife, Ella. Here, you know, we met at Pi Hop, uh, which you know the the International House of Prayer. I was going to be like, is that yeah. like IHOP? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some pancakes. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know. So, 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 you know, you know, we met there, um, and uh, you know, she became part of my worship team. You know, at midnight, you know, I would do midnight worship from mm -hmm. three, from twelve to three a.m. You know, at times, and and so um, from there, you know, we got married twenty fifteen. Um, I kind of like started giving up everything. Uh, because of my dad, you know, his mm -hmm. his last days, you know, his last year, be, you know, it became really bad, you know? And so it became a 24 hour thing. So I kind of let go of everything yeah. you know, just to be with him. And, and you know, I'm glad that Isela came in, in that uh, you know, time in my life because, you know, she helped me, you know, you know, you know she helped me with my father and uh, she was a big blessing to him. And so on that note, uh, we, we left to uh, Texas, Waco, Texas in 2019. And uh, that was to, you know, one of the guys that got saved there in Texas, 2007, he calls me and he tells me, hey, you know, I became a pastor now, you know, on staff and at, at, at uh, Antioch in Waco, Texas. And, uh, you know, I'm over all the men's rehabs, you know, and so you know, I want you to, you know, come down and, and check it out. He goes, I have a position open and if you're willing. He goes, you know, come and be a life coach. And so, you know, we went down there and and we prayed about it. And so, you know, he said, yes, okay. So so, so for a whole year, we were there in Waco, 2019. And then the COVID comes in, no? Mm -hmm. COVID comes in. And then uh, because of that, you know, the houses were, were, were all shut down. And then I was out of a job. And so then I was like, okay, God, what, you know, what are you going to do next? Mm -hmm. And so then that's when... Uh, um, you know, I saw on Indeed, of course, you know, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm promoting Indeed. I'm, Indeed. I'm, shout out to Indeed. Uh, we're, not, to Indeed. we're not sponsored by I know. the way. <laughs> Indeed, if you want to sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, give us a call. <laughs> you know, I got my job through Indeed, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, Prison Fellowship was advertising right there. And it just, you know, gave a description of what I was doing, you know, of what I had been doing all my life. And, and most of my life, I did this for free. You know, I mean, I would work. And then I would go and do this just on my own. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, nothing for monetary. And, but, but then, you know, you know, that's when I was single, but now I'm married and I have a little girl, you know, and I'm like, you know, I got to get paid. Man. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm in a whole different situation. It's not just me now, yeah. you know, you know? And so then uh, that's when you know, I got hired by Prison Fellowship, uh, first of all, to go to uh, Washington State, uh, Walla Walla, Washington, and I was going to start a program there at the, at the Washington State Penitentiary. Uh, but that didn't work out because uh, they were always, always coming up with different mandates. And so the prison was always closed, and I couldn't even get in there. You know, I just went in there twice just to meet the uh, superintendent and just to take a tour, and that was it. And so for the next year, you know, just inside the house. And, but it was a great time because, you know, I mean, we spent, you know, I mean, we spent it together, you know, along with uh, Bella. And then uh, that's when Brisa, you know, came into the picture. And, you know, she's a COVID baby. 
you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> she hates people. No, like, well, no, no, she's like, <laughs> every time she looks at me, she's like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> the second in command, you know, you know, you know, called me up and told me, hey, you know, what do you think of Lincoln, Nebraska? I was like, well, I was like, I was like, where's that? <laughs> where's, Does that exist? <laughs> yeah. Where's that? You know, I was like, and then he showed me. I was like, oh, okay. He goes, you know, he goes, you you and your wife can fly down there for three days. Check it out and let us know if you like it. And, and just you know, pray about it, you know. And he goes, you know, the prison there is ready for somebody to come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, man. Uh, and so we came and, you know, the first time was that my wife, you know, she liked the city. Yeah. You know, and and the second thing was, uh, and then the second thing was, uh, you know, we, you know, we prayed and, you know, we 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 got confirmation from God, and and so we made the trip from Washington State all the way over here, you know, and and so now, you know, I'm you know, I'm inside uh, here at NSP, uh, doing uh you know the program. It's called the Academy uh, program, where it's forty guys. Uh, you know, you get to in, to interview forty guys in the beginning. Or lots of guys, you know, mm -hmm. like over a hundred guys, you know, I interviewed, and then we choose forty guys that will all live together in the same unit, and they will live life together for a whole year, and go through the curriculum together for a whole year, and that that brings a lot of change, you know. I, mm -hmm. I I've seen uh, the most important part of the uh, program is the community. Yeah. Because guys that normally wouldn't talk out on the street, you know, uh, because of either race, mm -hmm. because of uh, gang affiliation, or because of whatever, you know, yeah. uh, crimes that they committed, uh, you start seeing them, uh, you know, bit by bit as 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 the years going, as the months are going, you you start seeing them from being far apart from mm -hmm. each other to uh, being here like we are sitting together and at a table playing cards. Laughing it up, talking about right. life, and then that's where you see like you know the change, mm -hmm. you know, as far as their mentality about hey, not not everybody is uh, that's not like me is bad, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, you know because we grew up like that, you know, because because I grew up like that in my you know, neighborhood was like, you know, because it was predominantly all Hispanic, you mm -hmm. know, and so and so we grew up thinking like. You know, all you know, some other races were, were you know, were against us, yeah. and, and we were against them. But then once I came out of that mentality, then I started seeing like, hey, everybody is created in God's yeah. you know. So, uh, any questions or? Dang, that was that was that, that was, was good. Yeah, that's the definition of a walking miracle, y'all. Do you have any questions, Carter? I, I there was so much. It was so good. <laughs> um. I don't know. I guess like, is there? Well, I guess we'll go back to like the whole the whole drug addiction thing. Yeah. Um. Once you found God, was it like? Well, I guess the second time, because you said you like found God and then you still walk the path of like drugs and stuff. Yeah. But then the second time, was it like the sort of thing when it came to drugs? Like you told yourself like you're never gonna do it again, or like is there any temptation like? To do it like after that like as a christ follower, like if that makes sense yeah yeah follower. yeah it does um no uh i you know that day that i was on that altar for two hours mm -hmm. uh, i was delivered from from any you know craving of drugs yeah 
you know, but, but, uh, you know, I can tell you right now that, that, um, uh, you know, I wasn't yet fully, you know, because, you know, we go through life mm -hmm. yeah. and God is sanctifying us, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, in my mind, I thought, you know, once you receive Christ, you know, I'm going to be walking on air, man, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be floating, man, yeah. you know, and, and things are, you know, things are going to be different, you know, I'm going to be this, 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 you know, light, you know, and which, which we are, but, but then what we don't understand is like, there's still things inside of our hearts mm -hmm. that God wants to deal with, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I'll tell you one thing that I dealt, dealt with a lot, okay? And this is for men, you know, this is for men right here, because, because, because I believe this is every man's battle too, you know? And so uh, I, I was exposed to pornography when I was like seven years old. Mm -hmm. And so um, from seven, you know, uh, on, um, you know, I became, you know, like a sex addict. And so that was one of the things that mm -hmm. God, you know, it's like a journey. Yeah, yeah. And he's cleansing you. He's dealing with you. And... You know, I mean, right now I'm going through this course with uh, uh, with a bunch of guys, you know, with Pastor Rick, too, in the morning. Uh, it's called Every Man, Every Man Warrior. Warrior, yeah. And it's been really awesome, man. You know, it's just really been, you know, it's one of those um, deals where where you can't hide anything from God. You mm -hmm. know? And so we hold each other accountable, uh, you know, through the guys, you know. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, um, uh, so, yeah, you know. Like right now, you know, if I can tell you right now, you know, I just, uh, that, that, you know, drugs, I don't have mm -hmm. any, anything like that, you know, like, you know, no more drugs for me, uh, you know, and so, but there's always like, you know, things like pride, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, things like you want to, you know, get angry, you know, you want to, you know, hit somebody, you know, <laughs> punch it, well, really? you know, like Nacho Libre, yeah. punch it to the face, <laughs> you know, or something like that, you know, so, so, but, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I've come a long way, man. Yeah. You know, and I thank God for that, man, because, uh, you know, I'm not the same guy that mm -hmm. I was five years ago, 10 years ago, man. You know, just like somebody said, I'm not what I want to be. Yeah. But I thank God that I'm not what I used to be. Yeah. You know? And so, so, so by the grace of God, I am who I am. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and so I, you know, I just feel like, uh, too, like if it's okay, you know, um, if I can pray. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, cause you know, whoever yeah. might be hearing, you know, you know, might, might be going through some of the things that I talked about, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you might be thinking in your heart that, uh, maybe, you know, this, this, you know, what happened to Benny, you know, can't have, you know, can't happen to me, but, you know, I just want to tell people that, you know, the God that we serve, you know, the, you know, the God of the Bible, um, he is our, you know, our savior. Mm -hmm. He is our deliverer. And everyone who calls upon his name shall be saved. You know, that's what the Bible says. Yes. And so, the, you know, that day that I called upon him, he saved me from death. And he didn't leave me, you know. He, you know, he stayed with me. And he's still with me. And that's, that's the message of Christ, is that mm -hmm. he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. So I just want to pray, you know, right now for anybody, you know, like who's out there and, and just struggling with drug addiction or struggling with uh, some type of... Uh, vice you know sin you know that you can't get rid of you know god is able to do 
uh, you know, the impossible. So, you know, Father, right now, I just, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. And uh, I just declare, Father God, over everybody who's hearing this uh, podcast and is uh, struggling right now, God, whether it be depression, anxiety, Father God, suicidal thoughts, or drug addiction, God, or gang affiliations, Father God, or uh, just whatever that it might be, Father God, uh, uh, you know, porn, Father God, addiction, Father God, I just declare right now in the name of Jesus for those chains to be broken right now, God. We declare, Father God, the blood of Jesus over you right now. And we say that you are free in the name of Jesus. And I just declare right now the word of God, where it says that, that he, uh, he who has been uh, set free by the Son is free indeed. So right now, just invite Jesus into your heart and just say, Jesus, come into my heart and change me. Change me, you know, because that's what I did. You know, I just, I was honest about it. You know, I, you know, it just wasn't a prayer that I prayed, but it was a deep heartfelt um, need at that moment with God and experience with him. And I just said, God, you know, I can't do this on my own. I need you. And so right now, God, uh, we can't do this on our own. We can't live life on our own. We need you, God. And so we just declare right now God's glory over everyone. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. That was that was amazing. Thank you for yes. sharing your story. Uh, two things I wanted to say. Number one, he talked about uh, it being a man's battle, but women do struggle with pornography, yes. and sexual temptation. So yes. I just want to clarify that. Yes. Number two, um, would you be willing to answer fans' questions if they send them in? For sure, because yeah. we have the yeah. option on Spotify. Those listening on Spotify, uh, to, I think we could put in like a Q and A. So yeah. mm-hmm. if people yeah. have any questions for our uh, special guest here, they more feel free to ask him. Uh, we can relay them to him and get back to you guys. So yeah. for sure. willing to do that, that's for amazing. Sure. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to say before we go? Anything you guys wanted people to know? Um, I don't know. Benny's pretty cool. As you can tell, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that. I got a joke, man. Okay. Oh, let's, All go. Right. let's go. All right. Here we go. Okay. okay, it's a it's a gangster joke. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So so what did the gangster or the cholo, you know, as we call them in LA, where what what did the gangster say when his house fell on him? Shoot, dang. <laughs> <laughs> he said. He said, "Get off me, homes." Let's go. All right. What a. I bet your I bet your kids are gonna be listening to this someday and be like, "Dang, Dad! Like, what kind of what kind of joke was that?" <laughs> I thought it was kind. Of, what kind of lame joke was that? Man? I thought it was pretty me, good. Get off me, homes. You know? All right. <laughs> oh, amazing. well, amazing, man. So you know, thank you guys for you know just for having us and. Yes, sir. I know. I know. God's gonna, you know, do something, and if I'm invited back, you know, I, I would. Would you like to yeah. do a follow up episode? Oh, oh heck yeah! All right. Oh, this is this is yeah. an amazing episode, yes, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I just really feel like, uh, you know, you know, my wife also can, you know, tell her story, and you know, it's a powerful story as well, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Sounds like we got to do a follow-up episode in the future. Come on. Let's go. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on the next episode, whatever that's going to be. I couldn't tell you. 
gonna have to come and well not come and see but like you know pull out your phone and listen anyways <laughs> if the lord does if the lord you doesn't know come by then, doesn't yeah. come by that he could who knows <laughs> um hopefully he does come soon um but yeah thanks for listening y'all thank you all right thanks guys <laughs>